Welcome to the Sports Show. I'm DJ Pat Nasty, and I'm here with Malcolm Marzette. And we have got a great show for you guys tonight. We have got a bunch of NBA talk as we are fully into round two of the NBA playoffs in the East and the Western Conference. Uh, we've got a quick recap on the NFL draft uh, in terms of the quarterbacks. Uh, taken in the draft, but we are going to start with our NBA playoff discussion as round one finished up uh, between our last show and us recording now. We've had two games under our belts for each of the conference final semifinal series outside of the Warriors and Lakers, which will play, uh, I believe, tomorrow night at nine on ESPN. Uh, so tonight at nine, once this episode's released. But Malcolm, uh, let's start in the West with your sons playing the number one seed Nuggets. Uh, Bucks wiped out in the East, so the Nuggets clearly the best team remaining in the playoffs in terms of regular season acrimony and uh, accolades, rather. How do you feel about uh, the Suns' run of trouble with the with the uh, Nuggets in Denver to start the first two games. Uh, speaking of which, you know, that both those wins coming in Denver, it's like we say, series doesn't start until a team wins on the road. So uh, a lot of series left to play, but I want to get your perspective as a Suns fan and someone who has paid attention and followed your team all year long. How are you feeling right now down 2-0 to the Nikola Jokic-led Warriors, or excuse me, Nikola Jokic-led Nuggets, when the Nuggets right now are having some incredible luck uh, shooting the ball and having some great performances outside of Jokic from Jamal Murray and others on the team? Well, it is a tough situation to be in, in particularly with uh, Chris Paul's injury, which is just, you know, it's almost getting old at this point. We've seen it so many times. But I really, I'm really not too concerned, really. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have this series kind of going another long six or seven game. Just seems to me that Phoenix is, has been throughout this playoff since they haven't had as much time to gel. They've been starting off slow, both in the series and in just like genuine game. Mm -hmm. So that being said, the next game is the 5th of May in mm -hmm. Phoenix. Um, it's going to have that type of energy to it. And I, I mm -hmm. anticipate them bouncing back, at least winning two back at home and then taking it back to Denver. Um, but Denver's playing solid ball. Like yeah. I really enjoy watching the Joker play the way he can distribute. And you can really tell that he misses Jamal Murray. But however, uh, I just felt the last game was really, or game two was ours to, to take. It's just once Chris Paul came out of the game from injury, there wasn't somebody to organize and orchestrate the guards and the forwards, uh, KD and Booker in order to make things go. Aiden does have to mm -hmm. play better on Joker. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> depressing that you can't allow him play one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. But if you need to send a double, then um, that needs to be the same philosophy. I would say also the last part of that with the Suns, I think they need to play a little bit slower. Mm -hmm. um, just the guys like KCP and Michael Porter Jr., those and, and the other individuals, they don't need to be taking, don't allow them the ability to take shots. So if you mm -hmm. slow the game down, you could still keep it in the 80s, maybe the 90s, which is about 30 to 40 points lower than what our average is. But mm -hmm. since we don't even have the bench, to counteract what their role players will do from a scoring aspect. It's only a, a matter of fact, if you get Denver to take less shots than their average, um, just based off their average, even from game two, that's a game that we can easily win. I know it's going really, really nerdy and deep, but if Phoenix takes less shots and slows the pace of the game down way slower, then I believe with that emphasis, because Jamal Murray had a pretty 
uh, pedestrian game in game two. Yeah. We just uh, we didn't have Chris Paul. So mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if we'll have Chris Paul for uh, the foreseeable future. Well, that I just was, yeah, we have enough firepower to take it to seven games if possible. So I think the Chris Paul questions, the big question looming over the Suns in this series, because you have Devin Booker trying to fill it up on the nightly basis yeah. uh, with, um, you know, his ability offensively. Uh, and you've got Durant pulling uh, his weight for the most part through the first two games. But with Chris Paul having the groin injury, I mean, that is your facilitator of the offense out. He reminds me of like how Kyle Lowry, when you have an intelligent, experienced point guard, mm-hmm. then you don't even put your team in bad situations ever. That's why like well, yeah. people don't understand it until they're gone. And also his defensive prowess against, uh, you know, this Nuggets backcourt that doesn't really get as much acclaim as they really deserve comparatively when they have when they're being outshadowed or uh, being shadowed by Nikola Jokic rather um, you know it it just I think the whole series is hindering right now on the health of Chris Paul because I don't think the Suns and I know this is a very regular take that people are having and have had before the series began I don't think the Suns have necessarily the depth the Nuggets do, even though the Suns in the last game played a total of 12 players and the Nuggets played, I believe, or excuse me, uh, yeah, the Nuggets only played three, they played seven players or eight players, excuse me, in their lineup. So, you know, they've really not had to go to the bench as much, but the players they're bringing off the bench are getting 16 and 25 and 23 minutes. And they're really being able to spell some of these starting players and starting defenders that are coming in when you have the Suns having players come in for two and five and 10 minutes. And your starters are 45, 44, and, you know, they're going almost the full length of the game. So you can't afford them to play at such a speed. It does not make sense to do that. Yeah. And you have the, you know, not just. Aiton versus Jokic, but just Aiton in the interior in general. I mean, you've got Aaron Gordon and Mike Porter Jr. at small forwards mm-hmm. coming in there and pushing him around a little bit as well. I mean, Aiton needs to really get involved on the boards to be able to impact this series more so on the offensive rebounding in getting second opportunities for these Phoenix I shots. I tell people I don't need eight and I need Rasheed Wallace right now. Well, that's the that's, that's the player I need. That's the whole thing. Is DeAndre Ayton going to be strong enough and formidable enough to stop the players outside of Jokic? Because we know Jokic is going to get his. He's not going to be stopped. Um, no. You know, forces like that. I mean, we'll talk about it in the Boston Philly series. I think if if you as a team in Phoenix focus on what not letting Jamal Murray and the other guys beat you can talk uh, KCP and Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. and keeping them locked down and making them go to more to their beach to the bench to the Bruce Brown Jr. and Christian Braun and Jeff Greens of the team. If you can get that consistently happening even if Jokic is dropping 40 a night you still got a chance but I can tell that we're experienced or getting older because normally I would say if you asked me this question 10 years ago with the same team in the same situation I'd be panicking but now I understand how a seven game series works and the way that NBA referees work too so well, yeah, but things are going to level out when it comes to the teams that we have in the series that we have right now. I mean, I think Denver and Phoenix right now, 
the matchups leading or rather leaning more in Denver's favor at the Absolutely. moment. Absolutely. Uh, they play better basketball. It's you've just got a two nothing lead right now, but I think you could also uh, really see a Phoenix swing back in the other direction and kind of take some of the momentum back in this homestand. But we'll see what happens in that series as it moves forward. Like you said, uh, we've got the next matchup coming in a few days. Uh, but moving on to the uh, big matchup between my beloved Miami Heat and the New York Knicks. Uh, it's tied 1-1 right now with the Knicks pulling off the big win at the Garden. Scott Foster refereeing that game. Absolutely. I was going to tell you that. I said, winless. surprise, surprise. Winless this season against Scott Foster. Uh, <laughs> Look who happens to be here. Yeah, but every time, you know, the heat coming off of one of their biggest upsets in franchise history and taking on and beating. It was the biggest upset in their franchise's history, uh, being only, I believe, the seventh or eighth team ever to upset a one seed at the eight seed ranking spot in the playoffs. And you're seeing this Heat team coming in to game two without Jimmy Butler. I have to rely on the role players. And you really saw shots spread out. Uh, You saw strong play from the Heat's guards and small forwards. Bam really needs to step up and play a stronger game. Lowry, uh, in the minutes he was involved in, just was not able to really get anything offensively going as much uh he was more facilitating in that game kevin love missing a few big open shots uh that he's been making more typically and you know having to rely on cody zeller to give you a few minutes in the interior because bam's getting dominated by mitchell robinson and julius randall and julius randall you know was really the guy that kept them in it uh early you know it was rj barrett in the first quarter julius in the second quarter and then third and fourth Jalen Brunson just took over and I mean when Brunson hit those back-to-back threes I said the game was over uh even with the the ball hit the rim man like that was was one of the worst calls I've seen in a a while you could clearly see the ball's trajectory was changed after the shot and it wasn't you know Miami was it was a five-point swing. It was, it was a five-point swing. We were within three. Yeah. That would have been two. And one. then you had Josh Hart go down the court and hit a three. So it was a five-point swing in New York's favor in that moment. But <laughs> we're looking at the game in the grand scheme. Uh, yeah, you know, that moment hurt. But I think that the statement this was still... I think the statement was still made that the Heat role players are more than capable of pulling their weight, but oh, yeah. the the weakness of the Miami Heat was more highlighted than ever with Bam's lack of interior play, and I've really been a big Bam Adebayo advocate over the years. I think he was one of our better draft picks we've had with one of our uh you know first round draft picks in the last couple of years but um you know he's he's really needs to come and step up and play uh i just think it's unfair because he's like undermanned on the front line he's smaller he's smaller and there's nobody else there's not enough forwards that are big there's no one that is over outside of cody zeller i don't think there's anyone over six stand on the heat like a true ford or a true well that's cody zeller and his orthopedics you know (laughs) but i'm saying (laughs) you send a bam out the war with that and it's but you got you got kevin love out there still and i know that's not we're not talking about elite players but where bam is in his career executing at elite level right now yes 
they're playing better perhaps than uh the parts by themselves the sums greater than the, you know the whole of the parts but with bam at this year in this point in his career he needs to be able to have the strength to fight back against a Julius Randle or an Isaiah Hartenstein who was getting all the calls. I mean, Hartenstein was the one that was bodying him in the paint and he was slipping all over in that game in the fourth quarter. So I'm just saying Bam's got to come through in those moments, which is a tough ask for anyone i mean he's playing incredible this postseason the entire heat team's playing incredible i love what they're doing and i love every player on that team but this is just some observation of where we need to go to close this very dangerous nick team out uh before yeah, game seven the next one <laughs> So we're going back to Miami, and we'll see them Saturday. Uh, We had the Celtics and the Sixers tonight. Uh, Boston dominating game two after losing game one, with Philly having no Joel Embiid, getting a quick take on this series, Malcolm. MVP. Uh, Where do you have the Celtics-Sixers right now, and who do you think has the momentum on their side and where are you projecting the series to go like initially i was surprised after the game one loss but i had picked before the series the celtics and six just Mm -hmm. because i just think tatum and brown that combination is too much uh i think it'll be too much for Embiid. but Embiid, even though he won the mvp salute um they got the first one without him and then they got blown out this tonight So Mm -hmm. I think Boston has more of the uh, momentum going forward. And both. um, I I mean, the Celtics shooting tonight was insane from three point range. They were 20 of 51, which is, you know, 39 percent. I mean, that's good shooting, but 51 three pointers. Yeah. 51 (laughs) three pointers. Philly was six of 30. Bombs away. Bombs away. But yeah. (laughs) I, I get what you're saying there. I, I, you know, tend to agree with you. But what do you think uh, the series is inevitably going to go to uh, when it's all said and done, Malcolm? You think it's going six or seven games? I got it in six games. It's just Doc Rivers will be able to split these next two um, mm-hmm. once they go to um, and they switch. So like that to me, it's just like the way the playoffs are kind of set up now. Like all the savvy coaches are still there. So they know how to coach up their team in order to yeah. manufacture a win. I just feel that Boston is going to be able to be a, the team that'll be able to advance further. I, I just don't I just don't see it with Philadelphia. Um, well, to me, I just think it's going to be a little bit too overwhelming. Game two is, mm-hmm. to me, the telltale sign of like where it's going. Okay? The Celtics definitely have the experience on their side. I've got to agree with you there, but I'm rolling with Philly. Uh, I've oh, still nice. got Philly. I predicted them at the beginning of the season to make the The finals. Um, yep, Ben's All out right. there. Uh, he'll respond eventually. But uh, <laughs> I've got Joel Embiid just really showing some level of dominance this year. He's won his MVP that he deserved. I think he's going to push through in the playoffs. I still think the Sixers are the favorite to make the finals in my mind, uh, just off of having the best player in the playoffs left in the East. Eastern Conference and possibly in the entire NBA, uh, you know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are incredible. And Marcus Smart's a great defender. And, you know, what they did tonight shooting wise, I think is more of an aberration versus what they're going to really do throughout the rest of the series. And I think Tyrese Maxey's really coming into his own. And I think James Harden has some resurgent games left in him. Uh, but that'll take well, us. Harden I, showed up game one. So I'm I've got this series going to seven mm. and I got Philly winning it. 
So uh, it's going to be an incredible one. I got Philly winning it in Boston. I think it'll be a great scene to see all this Celtics set. But that Doc winning it in Boston. That's what I'm saying. It'd be beautiful. Uh, It's a good story. But taking us to our final series, we've got Warriors Lakers Series 1-0-L-A. Yes. With a Jordan pool shot questionable for the ages, very Carlton like in the let Will shoot the <laughs> That's ball. What they were doing. That's what it was. It was give Will Yo. the ball with Steph, and then Carlton straight took the ball and shot it and missed it. And everybody looked at him like, You fucked this whole game up. So, but anyways, uh, Warriors Lakers. Uh, Malcolm, you know, LeBron is seemingly uh, trying to, you know, do things at his age and his year in the NBA at his 20th year in the NBA that we've never seen anyone even really come close to. And it looks like he may be able to do it. Uh, if the team around him stands healthy, if Anthony Davis stays healthy, uh, you know, anything's really possible for this Los Angeles Lakers team. But Golden State repeating champions uh, coming back, defending the title. I mean, this is everything we wanted in a semifinal matchup. I mean, this is a former finals head-to-head matchup with LeBron Steph that we saw for a decade. The two men that controlled this sport for a decade. Going at it in a semifinal Western Conference matchup, I mean, is a gift to us all. But Malcolm, um, you know, I'll go first with this. I have the Lakers winning this in six games. I think the Warriors are just going to run out of steam in terms of being able to match up with a Lakers team that I think has some matchup problems for them in terms of the Warriors younger players and in terms of the Warriors some of their more inexperienced players. I don't know if Clay Thompson is going to be able to provide enough of a jolt uh, to compliment Steph Curry and help them lift over this team after they had such a hard fault series against Sacramento and LA I think is riding a big wave off of the Memphis series where they made Dylan Brooks literally get dropped from his team because LeBron destroyed him so badly. And I think LA is going to make it to the conference finals. Where do you have this series going, Malcolm? Um, I have this one going uh, a little bit longer. I think the balance will come back in this and the Warriors will fight back. But I gotta, I'm got i going to roll with the Lakers in seven. I would be happy to see LeBron James advance. And let's just see how far this thing can go. If, if Anthony Davis is back, which it seems like he is, mm-hmm. then they can go all the way. Because Anthony Davis, when he's playing like that, he's the best He's the best player in the league. Yeah, And I can put that Lakers team, let's just say hypothetically, if the Nuggets pass the Suns, I'll still, I would like to see uh, Anthony Davis. I think he has the skill set to counteract with what Joe is doing. But yeah, no, I have to agree with you, Malcolm. Uh, Anthony Davis is, you know, when he's playing at the top of his game, he's borderline unstoppable and uh, one of the best players in the league by far when he is playing at the top of his game. But we're going to be very interested to watch how all of this plays out as we move further and further through the second round and get towards the conference finals is going to be a great NBA postseason finish, I think, this year and some of the better matchups we've seen recently. I mean, if we could get Kevin Durant and LeBron in the conference finals after LeBron and Steph Curry, like it, it it's incredible. That's a dream come true. But moving to the NFL now, we've got the NFL drafts in the books, and we're going to go a little bit more in depth into it when we get uh, either Tiny or my brother Fred 
uh, back on the show so we can have another perspective along with mine and Malcolm's on our team. So we're not just going on and on about the Falcons and the uh, Cardinals the whole show. But we're going to focus right now on just a little bit of an overview of the draft from the quarterback drafted perspective. You had uh, Bryce Young taken number one overall by the Carolina Panthers. CJ Stroud taken number two overall by the Houston Texans. Uh, The Colts surprisingly took uh, Anthony Richardson at number four. And then you saw Will Levis drop all the way to the second round, going number 33 overall to the Tennessee Titans. Malcolm, out of those four quarterbacks we've named, and we talked about it a little bit last uh, episode, out of the quarterbacks named and the places they landed, which of those four quarterbacks do you see being most successful in their NFL career? I'm really excited to see where CJ Stroud ends up because to me, he seems to be able to go into the right position with the mm-hmm. right head coach. And they have an aggressive front office too. So I, I really, I'm really excited to see where his career goes. However, um, the ones that have the most ceiling, I, I really like the way Richardson was drafted. It surprised yeah. me that he went to Indianapolis. I just think if he's in the right situation, he has the highest ceiling of them all. I um, think I wasn't too high on Young. So, yeah. Yeah. And then Lovitz, I passed on him as yeah. well. Like, I, I don't like making a mockery or anything like that if somebody's going late. It's just like, um, I'm glad he went to the Tennessee Titans because that was the perfect, I think that was the perfect position for him to go to. Definitely. And also with Will Levitz, you know, uh, and him going to Tennessee, you've got that insulation of Derrick Henry, that offensive line. You've got great receivers. You've got a strong team already in place and Ryan Tannehill uh, potentially coming back to learn from. So it's going to be a strong place for him to develop with Carolina on the other hand uh, Bryce Young having a huge number of highly influential quote unquote quarterback whispers on the team so he may be able to develop if he can overcome uh, just his general size uh, at that position in the NFL. But I'm most interested in Will, uh, or excuse me, in Anthony Richardson and how he will develop for the Colts. Uh, You know, he is very similar to Cam Newton in his build. He was kind of a surprise uh, player in terms of how high his stock rose in this draft but you know i think he and cj stroud will probably have the more successful careers i think anthony richardson uh may have a you know not the longest of careers just at how he plays the quarterback position he's probably not going to be a tom brady journeyman but you know i could be completely wrong and uh he could last for 20 years but we'll see what happens Happens. I just think in this Colts offense and with the strong defense he'll have on his side, uh, he is going to be able to make some noise early on. You're going to have Jonathan Taylor running the ball still, and uh, you will have a Colts team that has been able to get it done with not that much in the past. So I'm very excited to see uh, if and when he gets on the field next season, how he will do but Malcolm we will be back next week better than ever uh, getting deeper into the second round of the NBA playoffs hopefully uh, every series won't be at a gentleman's sweep or a sweep by that time <laughs> I don't think they will at least uh, we're going to have plenty more to talk about from the second round of the NBA playoffs as we get uh, closer to the conference fine we may have a little bit of uh, some baseball talk, and then we'll also have uh, potentially some more NFL draft insights into how some of the teams fared from the draft versus how we have player expectations set up for the quarterbacks. Uh, but as always for the sports, the show, I'm DJ Pat Nasty, and I'm here with Malcolm Marzette. And we will catch you guys next time on the Sports The Show. Wow. Wow.
right back to Elm Street. Prestige levels high rank, you know the outcome. Loose lips sink ships, you just letting your mouth run. I'm on a high protein diet, a lot of blue strips. Just dropped a ticket on the water like a cruise ship. They still bumping my old shit, I tell you that is true shit. So how you think they gon' feel about my new shit? It's the legend that it tells big bags and get sad, so sad. Saw the collapse with mad vocab. Watch how I stun on your ass, I leave a toes tag. Step out the booth, wiping my ass, I ain't got no class. I ain't got no class. Been on a long reign, I could never resign. Got a lot on my mind, read the fine line, my life a rhyme. I'm well aware, I'm prepared like your St. Pierre. So take a chair and stand down and we can take it there. Make it clear, when it's my turn, don't interfere. I'm highly revered, my stocks rise on through the year. My thoughts black it into reek. I'm on a kill streak, rinse and repeat. I'm blacking every week. I'm fully juggernaut, guns knock you off the equinox Keep hollow tops with money in the sneaker box I transform like Autobots Chances are you never see me pulling up If it's not a lot, still in my way Slaying demons with guillotine blades Seem as the money grows, love fades I seen shade, all I can do is call a spade a spade 
All I could do was call the spade a spade. Uh.
What else? Married to the concrete, holy matrimony. Call me Papa John's, turn the beef into pepperoni. 227, all we heavy on it. Hit him in the head with the heat, we oppressing. Calm and find our way, be apply some pressure on it. Shreddy with the 223 or the Kelly Rowland. Left him dead in the street, nephew did him bogus. Be the person you least expect, you will never notice. Hot boy, fry the scene, sprinkle pepper on it. Your shooter can't even compel his bed, whatever on it. When I release street, feel like a feather, don't it? Lumbar support seats with the effing on it. Run off on me and I'ma let him hold it. I'm on like my 20th V and my 11th Rolex. Cause if it's up with me, I get depressing on shit. When shit gets stuck under my feet, it comes stepping on it. Blocks, it ain't gonna be my ops. If I get dropped, probably one of my niggas drill me. You figure deal me, Lord, let the killer steal me. From my fam, let them know that I tried to prevent it. But it's a minute. In the concrete, it's like heaven, the only place I can find peace. I'm in the trenches, pounding the pavement, slaving over the stove, working the gray shit until I'm filthy. The underworld built me, streets took me underneath me and Tamar. Used to play under the sheet, now I'm under investigation for federal police with this AR. Ten bodies one summer with the sway bar. Friend Swally taught me how to fly under the radar. Off white dunks, burn his eyes in the day bar. The bullets come from Donalds, but the chopper come from Kmart. Me and Reddy Rock, really get him in. We like Sugar Slim and Birdman JR. Blending creamer with the raw, now it's great tar. Gotta put some gas in your car, cause I stay far. Fuck this shit, say on my wrist, hefty shape part. Billy Benz, Beamers in the yard, me and Ray Var. Listening to old Esco and Sosa. Bought a son, a toy truck, little Amar. Mafia, what else? It ain't gonna be my ops. If I get dropped, probably one of my niggas drill me. You figure deal me? Lord, let the killer steal me. From my fam, let them know that I tried to prevent it. But it's a minute. In the concrete, it's like heaven, the only place I can find peace. I'm in the trenches, pounding the pavement, slaving over the stove, working the gray shift until I'm filthy. Roll a chopper of some haze for my homies in the case Saying prayers for the dead when I'm flowing on the stage It's a curse and a gift when your verse getting split Something like us trapping with a bird on a strip I'll show you how to move in a room full of wolves Any complications, whoa, getting pulled Switching up strains and sipping on cold pain I usually hit a post, but lordy, this long range 2023, we got plenty energy When the mob dropped the bomb, you gon' feel it in your sleep Torture in the booth, whoa, talking the truth Rifle on my shoulder when I walk with my troops uh, Prices on the drums, yo, it's prices where we from It's a kill automatic like a license for a gun uh, Shaking off the snakes and skating across the states I'm a leader of the mob, so I'm taking all the weight If it ain't about money, then what are we beefing for? Big ass house, but love you with heated floors I'm blessed, but every day I'm stressed I gotta roll ten choppers so the knot in my chest Don't explode, same niggas that you holding down Will be the same ones that let you drown Think, homie, try to minus your mistakes And play by the rules, stay focused on your cake Stay focused on your cake like a birthday party The club going up on a Thursday shorty Yeah, the dance floor back, the grand saw stack Plus I brought the bowlies with me, tell your bands for back Redlining whips, headlining shows too quick For the pigs and the fans kinda slow uh, Oven still hot, degrees the dozen spots My team sat down to eat and couldn't stop We some authorized rooms who go to war at noon we hear them whispers from you niggas when we walk in rooms Mob campaign, we don't spark the damn thing Keep your head on the swivel when you park that range Eyes behind your head, beloved, look both ways It's a cold saying a bullet ain't got no names Eyes behind your head, beloved, look both ways It's a cold saying a bullet ain't got no names If it ain't about money, then what are we beefing for? Big ass house, beloved, with heated floors, I'm blessed but every day I'm stressed I gotta roll 10 choppers so the knot in my chest Don't explode Same niggas that you holding down Will be the same ones that let you drown Think homie Try to minus your mistakes And play by the rules Stay focused on your cake On your cake Something that 
rose to a lot of those And passed with flying colors like the honor roll With one school-aged child, another not as old You been grinding overtime, getting to that pot of gold Gotta make a solid home, weather hot or cold You never let somebody use an improper tone You move grown, you don't want it if it's not controlled Even if you might not have known, you are not alone Another day, another dollar thrown The money all the same color though, it's monochrome You already know the vibes like a xylophone You were army of one, it's tatted on your collarbone Then you heard it all, seen it all, done it all The bullshit is like the layers of the onion on You wanna take the bar exam, so you study law Your favorite thing to say is I ain't stunning none of y'all Driving over each just to make it through the week Too discreet to be out here belonging to the streets Careful of the company you keep I mean it's still cool to speak But that other small talk is cheap When a world feels like it's chiseled out of stone Remember it's a different time in another zone And if you can't see the poetry you are the poem Bless the child that's got her own You're not alone Know where to go at The way the stone sat The hoes asked Where to go at Benny said that in combo So go and told him I stole that The feds know what I sold Cause you go and told him I sold that We talk a different language You buy it by the ounce If it happens a cushion Nigga I buy it by the couch you Break the law Cops putting wires by your mouth I break your jaw Doc putting wires by your mouth This big business Dollars getting wired to account Hope you know your limits, nigga Only buy what you can count I plug the wires out of your scalp I'm supplying the amount I'm on the west coast Drop an addy, I fly it to your house I'm connected, I still shop I could buy it in a drought I'm on the I-95 Dolly I drive it to the south I don't complain Just a Queens nigga letting my nuts hang Up merit doing a buck and change in a bus lane Middle finger up saying fuck fame Suck it to the sound like a mukbang Fuck whoever slut shame, gun bang, I don't tuck chain I let my monster truck park on your Mustang, come stain Snow, sleep, plus rain, what up Wayne? It's just us and the trust gang And we just came to post your selfies up at the gun range Cause I make a chump change and a chump change That's why I was covered in blood stains when the judge came but It's finesse, baby Tell the plug, drop the price. It's finesse, baby.
finesse, baby. It's a holiday, holiday.
keep it low, we nail it the most Yeah, yeah They love me from coast to coast Still letting me fly coast, but it doesn't matter I, yeah, yeah We sell it from buyers low Left the black cold turkey, I told the custies to Yeah, yeah I'm in the room up at the gusto The five line was already made the move So I, yeah I'm both high for the most high
Oh, shit. 